started a Bumble chat with this guy last night. His name was Al, and I was like, my name's Al too. <laughs> that's, how, that's how good I was at whatever time it was last night. And um, <laughs> he just wrote, he wrote back, you know, the lines from the song, you can call me Al, but it was like, you can call us Al. I was like, yeah, good stuff. Like, that's way better than like, I've got the same name as you. <laughs> Hello friends, welcome back to Do You Footy, the podcast that does footy chat with more chat and less footy. We're into the first round of finals and it's been a massive one. We've got a lot to talk about. Fernsey, you and I are here together in Melbourne and Rads, you're fresh from the gamut from last night. So tell us, how was it? Um, I wouldn't say fresh is any way to describe my current state, but um, yeah, it was a big Big night at the Gabba and big night in Brisbane generally. Obviously not the result that the bandwagon was after and so much to talk about. Those tigers are phenomenal. But it's uh, been a hot weekend here in Brisbane and therefore I was punching beers with the best. So it's been a big time here in Vegas and I'm out of the cupboard because I just couldn't couldn't possibly get in there today. It's not going to be a good idea. <laughs> you got a glass of water with your rads. Yeah, there's glasses of water, there's a hydrolyte, there's a lot going on. (laughs) Uh, It was good down here this weekend too, Rads. Finals footy is definitely alive. I think that Melbourne just really kicks it up a gear with finals. There was a lot of footy scarves kicking around the CBD, uh, particularly on Thursday. I saw a lot of Essendon scarves that uh, were noticeably absent on Friday. (laughs) Given that there was so much, why don't we go game by game, guys? Amazing. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack. So Thursday night we saw West Coast playing Essendon in West Coast. Mm. I must admit, I only saw the later half of the game. I was following it on the app. But it was the result we all expected with West Coast. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's a massive game for the Eagles and they had... um... Nick Nat Nui back, their legendary Ruckman. So it was his game back from some injury and they obviously had a pretty big point to prove and return to form after their uh, loss of just... It looked like they lost it the week before and just kind of were out of sorts. So they were uh, they were up and ready. And a little mate from Essendon, absolutely not. No. They could just not. <laughs> it was a no from them. Yeah. But Bernsey, they had their... Um, they were... Second tier, like they're very injured, and so they're kind of playing their reserves team as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the worst parts about finals is that you can make finals and actually not be the best team at, at that point in time. Um, yeah. So, I mean, no, it's not the worst part, but it, it's just an interesting little uh, nuance of the game is that you can have such a strong start to the year and still make finals, even though you you know you don't have the momentum and you don't have the form at the time. But Essendon was certainly playing their reserves team and they just got blown out of the water. Yeah. Who else got blown out of the water? (laughs) Oh, Zach Merritt. (laughs) Oh, God, that footage is just friends of the potty. If you haven't seen it yet, you have to. It's everywhere. Nick Man Nui gets one of his... um, He's got a beautiful set of dreadlocks, which I'm all about. Happy to see them back. And Zach Merritt pulled his hair, one of his locks, when they were, like, tussling um, towards the boundary line. And legit, like, (laughs) it was like the Hulk appeared... And Nat Newey just like picks him up and throws him into the, like, nails him into the fence, and then everyone's brawling and stuff. It's like, don't pull his hair. Yeah. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Oh my God. I was like, well, it was just kind of that, you know, has it, you guys have had your hair pulled. Like, it hurts. And if you've got white line fever on top of that, 
good. It was also Absolutely such good. like a conscious pull. Like Merrick grabs one yeah. Hulk <laughs> and just yanked it. Yanks it. And oh. like the, using the term the Hulk is great, Rads, because that is literally what Natanui looked like. He just goes from being like quite placid, playing really well, to just got being like <laughs> grabbing Merrick and like throwing him into the ground, wrestler style. Oh. It was great. Like WWE, call up Nick Natanui. Yeah. Yeah, but then it was like, oh geez, like how do we avoid him getting rubbed out for the final series because he nailed someone after getting his hair pulled? Uh, both players have ended up with fines for their conduct, but um, yeah, so pretty, I think that's a pretty good escape, though. What would you have suspended him for, though? Like, well, in- intentional rough conduct. Yeah. I just think heat of the moment, Mary yeah. asked for it. It may have been yeah. the reaction, yeah. but whatever, they're both fine. Let's move on. Like, I think it's good that Nick Nat hasn't been scrubbed out for a game. That would have been a really sad. Yeah, absolutely. So he's back in a big way. They've uh, really returned themselves to a bit of momentum and uh, they're ready to go into next week. No more Essendon in season 2019. No. We'll put the the footage of that on our – we'll share the video on our Instagram because it's definitely worth watching. And oh, I'm watching watch, it daily. You watch <laughs> multiple times as well. You can easily watch that more than ten times. Yeah, and if you now like, you now you've heard Bernsey's uh, voiceover version of it. If you just want to lay that over the scenes, it's even better. It's got a lot of like, it definitely Hulk vibes, Raz, but also a lot of Dwayne the Rock Johnson yeah. in like, yes. the Fast and the Furious franchise. Yes, he could easily slot himself into that. Like, yeah, except instead of picking up Zach Merritt, he's like picking up a car and throwing it across a <laughs> freeway or something. If Nick Nat needs a job after football, I would I would happily recommend him for the, the Fast and the Furious franchise. <laughs> Alright, so Essendon's uh, no more. So Friday night we had Geelong and Collingwood. <clears throat> I have I have a confession team. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm a closet Collingwood fan. Oh, God. I literally was watching the game. And let me give you some context. One of my favourite humans in the world is an avid Geelong supporter. So I feel like I've always kind of been a bit like, you know, Geelong's one of my, you know, I kind of like them. You know, for her, I'm going to support them. Ooh, I was barracking for Collingwood really strongly. Really? What made you? I don't know. I was just watching it and I just was like, I just found myself, you know when you're watching a game and you start yeah. like, oh, yes, go. And I was like, oh, that was for Collingwood. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's out there. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, friend of the potty, if you hear that I was not supporting your team. But what a game. It was the tightest one of the round. Collingwood yeah. got up by 10 points. So potty listeners, this was not a do or die game. Geelong gets a second chance, even though they lost. But some interesting issues have come out of it. So last week we talked about uh, Geelong finished higher on the ladder and so therefore it was their home game. And typically a home game for Geelong is down in Geelong at GMHBA. But uh, the AFL made a call to play that game at the MCG because they could get more people. They did in fact get more people, 93,000. So it's a big game. Well done to the But... I mean, Geelong come out with a loss. If if it was at GMHBA, the result might have been totally different. Yeah, yeah it is an interesting. So Matthew Scarlett, who's now on their coaching 
uh, panel, but was their legendary backman for what felt like most of our kind of growing up era yeah. when Geelong were at their best. He is has come out and said that if he was still playing, he would have preferred it to be at the G, to really? play in front of 90,000 rather than playing in front of 30. Yeah. I think the thing is, though, that they get the advantage because the oval... And we can touch on this with the Gabba as well, but the oval is quite a different shape to the MCG, and I think that's where they get the advantage. I don't think it's necessarily that they'll have more Geelong fans there. Yeah, no. It would would have been sort of, you know, percentage breakdown would have been the same Mm. compared to the G, and you obviously get the electricity of playing in front of 93,000 people, Mm. which... Having never done that, I can imagine it's quite the thing. Um, but I think, yeah, it's, it's more that they understand the, the shape of the oval and they can use that to their advantage. So, But then I guess when it, the grand final is at the G, so they've got to be able to play. Exactly. Well, that's why when the new stadium was built over in WA, they basically replicated the MCG yeah. in that so that the Weagles get much better at like playing on those dimensions of the ground yeah you can see that this year as well like you can see that they're much better at the g yeah yeah so second controversy coming out of that game was uh the inability to distinguish between the two jumpers yeah i must admit when i was watching it there are a couple of times that i commented like an old person watching football being like i can't tell whose team that is <laughs> is that why you were accidentally bar- barracking for college <laughs> yeah did you know who you were barracking <laughs> but yeah so geelong's jumper has hoops so navy and white hoops around their jumper whereas collingwood has black and white stripes so vertical stripes when you're actually up close, though, that it sort of all just looks like dark and white stripes everywhere. But old mate Eddie Maguire had something to say about uh, the jumpers and the shorts after the game. That's that's rare. I wouldn't have thought Eddie would have an opinion. <laughs> what did he say? So Geelong, it was their home game, so they wore their navy shorts, which is their, their standard home get-up. Yes. Their navy shorts with the, with the normal hooped jumper. But... According to Eddie, he's had a uh, gentleman's handshake agreement with the previous Geelong administration that said that any time the two teams played, and particularly in finals, that Collingwood would wear black shorts because that would make their outfit look predominantly black. So you would effectively have Collingwood look like all black with some white stripes and Geelong is all white with some horizontal blue stripes but uh no Geelong did what they were meant to according to AFL policy and Eddie was not happy I just love that imagine that chat like you're not wearing the right shorts like what had an agreement it was like between me and someone you've never spoken to before but there was an agreement a bit catty the finals we've got hair pulling and and uh agreements that, <laughs> unspoken agreements Sounds like the, gentlemen's uh, handshakes aka Eddie's just called someone and be like you will do this well it's interesting uh, so I I again I saw bits and pieces of this match and I was following along but I saw a bit of the replay this morning and one thing I caught on the replay was Eddie's reaction to the win there's a lot of hoopla lots of hoopla him running around the um the the back of the seats at the MCG literally jumping up and down like the child that he was behaving like and I happened to watch during the week Bernsey it's interesting you say that you were supporting them because I watched during the week the documentary Collingwood from the inside out yes it's on ABC mm. iview for any punters at home um it's actually really good I love those behind the scenes documentaries mm. it was very very interesting to see 
because we all know Buckley's transformation, but it was good to see it and hear it firsthand. In his own words, it followed him and three other players. And he especially spoke about the Collingwood of old and how he was unsuccessful when he was a coach because he was very much sort of still trying to coach the way that he was coached when he was playing. Very much, he's like, we were very much an arrogant club. We were very chess-beating. Even when we weren't winning, we behaved that way. People didn't like us. We sort of threw our weight around, threw our mm. opinions around, and, and no one really liked us. Mm. And then the way that this sort of new age way of players, like the Brody Grundys, have come through, mm. to be good people, and the fact that the club wasn't really fostering that, they, and he wasn't having success as a coach, coaching that way caused him to really rethink and has consequently they're now having mm. a lot of success mm. and, and the club is sort of starting to take on a different shape. But mm. it's funny that someone, you know, there's a documentary about that, Buckley is openly talking about that. One of the best players in Brody is, is doing yes. the same, and yet their president is still behaving like a child. <laughs> like, it's just like, you just. I wonder if I would like Collingwood more if Eddie Maguire wasn't there because I, I, I generally don't like them because of that, like coming from Richmond, who are, you know, a lot of people don't like Richmond either. But like, there's just a club I can't warm to, like, when you see like that. And I think that's. Well, really, di- trying to dissect why why I'm supporting Collingwood. It kept you up at night, Ben. It sounds like it's had a lot of thought here. It's because I like the way they play. Yeah. So yeah. They just, I mean, Geelong had a couple of passengers on Friday night that just didn't turn up to play. So um, slow as well. Yeah. Jeez. But some of the effort, I, I don't know if you guys, well, you would have seen it, but it was last quarter, Geelong was coming back. Um, and just some of the effort from the guys at Collingwood was exactly what you want to see, particularly in finals. The, the one thing that comes to mind is Geelong had the ball, they were about to head back into the 50 again, and Collingwood's Elliot comes running from nowhere. It was like a 20-metre 20 da- dash that he just put on an absolute, like, a, like accelerator he got to the ball and he smothered it it was literally a game-changing moment yeah he had to go off and have a rest because he was exhausted like he was spent so you've got Elliot running in but then you just have like these other players like Rupert Wills who to be fair I've probably never really heard about him but he was in every contested ball like literally just the effort was phenomenal you then have people like Pendlebury he had his 300th game and that was super great to see him get a win for that he was yeah. a bit quiet at the start, but yet he turns up and he gets goals when they need it. Like, yeah. that is, mm. I mean, that's sort of why I just really liked what they were doing and why I'm now a closet Collingwood supporter. <laughs> they do have a good style of game, though. I do like it. It's very similar to the Richmond style of footy, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. Which yes. is exciting, well, biased, but exciting to watch. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're quite, they, as you say, Burns, they can be quite entertaining. Like, suddenly just these bursts of, like, Quite electrifying play. And you're like, oh, we're, we're on here. Yeah. So good. Yeah. They had a few injuries, though. Yeah. yeah. So Levi Greenwood, he looks like, unfortunately, he will be out for the rest of the season, which is, I imagine, fairly devastating for him. Mm. Mm. And yeah. Jordan Dugowie has had a reoccurring hamstring injury, so potentially brought him back too soon. You can understand why he was trying to get back into the team, but has re-injured that same one and will be sort of... Um, very tentative to see whether he can make it back as well, which is always sad. As much as again, I don't, I don't like Collingwood. I think when you've got some of the best players yeah. of the yeah. the league, it's yeah. And think how hard that they have trained, and then they 
they can't sort of mm. yeah get back for the final. It's um, quite devastating. Mm. So best of luck to them on their yeah. recovery. And so Geelong is not out. They get another crack. They had a few injuries too. So Mitch Duncan was out, and it doesn't sound like he'll be back either. But we know Geelong's a pretty sophisticated outfit. That I imagine that they will rally pretty quickly. The the loss, you know, it's it's devastating at the time, but they've got a job to do now. And I and I reckon, you know, with people like Dangerfield, Selwood, Ablett leading their team, um, yeah. you'd think that they'll rally pretty quick and, and get up for next week's match. Yeah, they had a lot that, of players that weren't firing early on. Yeah. And I think they left their run too too little too late um, on Friday night. But I reckon, what what are we tipping? So they're playing, Geelong will be playing at the MCG against West Coast next week. Who oh. do we reckon? I actually reckon West Coast will get it. Yes, so do I. But, like, that was – it was only 10 points. That's the other yeah. thing. Like, it's pretty – like, for the slow start that Geelong had, they only lost by 10 in the end. So they definitely demonstrate they will keep coming at you. But West yeah. Coast, for me, I think are just really solid. Yeah. And I'm going to put them in. I'm going to back Geelong. I reckon they're going to come out with a – you know, trying to seek a little bit of redemption. But I do think yeah. Nick Nat back in the side for oh. West Coast, they do look very – They've got another level. And they're also able to time their run very well, like they did last year. I don't think anyone would have predicted them to to win the grand final. Mm. All right, so talking about grand final, the Bulldogs, the cool boys of the West, (laughs) the cool boys of footy, in fact, they uh, are not going to be there. No, the film tale is over for them. I know. They were the favourites going into that game and they just got absolutely smashed Mm. by GWS who had a point to prove themselves, like kind of similar situation to West Coast, really wanted to demonstrate that they were a real deal finals outfit. And boy, oh boy, did they do that. Mm. Holy, that was, um, wasn't the greatest game of football to watch, to be honest, but mm. they were really demonstrated that they're in, they're yeah. in for, mm. uh, for the big, big games. Mm. It almost got, I was watching a bit of it yesterday, but it almost got a little bit boring by the end. Of yeah, it. yeah. Okay, well, this is this is done. So, yeah, they they surprised me as well. I think mm. they surprised everyone, but good on them because they had a bit of a shaky end of the season, so good that they came out firing. Mm-hmm. Uh, some important news to come out of that is Brett Deledio, uh, yeah. his, he announced his retirement a couple of weeks before mm. the end of the season and tore his calf. So I think that's... um. That might be the end of his career. Yeah, yeah, so he had, yeah, you're right. He had an existing calf injury that he got kind of right for and then he felt it go again in the first quarter and didn't tell any mm. of the doctors mm. until after half time. But then they uh, cheered him off, very emotional, because he was basically calling it that he doesn't reckon he'll play mm. again. Yeah. The, the scenes were pretty emotional. They were. No, yeah. many tears. Yeah, Another big injury or potential big injury out of GWS is Coniglio. So we spoke about him last week that he's just signed a seven-year contract. So there there have been some reports that the club's going to be pretty conservative with him. So if he's not mm. right to get back up for these finals, they're not going to risk a long-term injury by, by putting him on the field. But surely he will be doing everything he can to, yeah. to play as much finals as he can. Yeah. All right. So then for the, the final round was my Mighty Tigers last night. Oh, wow. Tigers, they are so good. I must say, though, I, I'm sure this 
spoke like a real Richmond supporter when you follow your own team. Brisbane were very, very good in the first quarter and it was yeah. the first half of the second quarter. I, I think they just didn't convert their goals and I think the Tigers definitely weathered the storm and then opened the game up and played like they yes. wanted to. But Brisbane were, were bloody good in the first first quarter. I was a bit nervous at watching. I think they had most of the play and most of the possession of the ball. So Tigers were doing well to stay in it. But when they when they opened up, they really, uh, mm. really uh, got into their stride. It was very enjoyable to watch. What was the final score, Tates? Uh, the final score was... It was I think you won by like 44 or 47. 47, yeah. It was 112 yeah. to 65. And it really, to be honest, as you say, Tates, I really didn't feel like that early. Like in the first half, there was so much of uh, the ball in Brisbane's Ford 50, but you're absolutely right. They just couldn't convert. And I think it was just, a, there was also a lot of nerves around. Like yeah. you can kind of feel this like, you know, Richmond absolutely just stayed the course and demonstrated their experience in finals and Dusty being placed oh, up forward. Oh, oh, six goals, how good is he? Out, like, just, he's, he's brilliant. Yeah. And the whole, te- like, whole team, phenomenal. But yeah. they definitely just kind of weathered the early excitement, I think, of the Gabba. But that's, I think for me, like, that's really where, like, Brisbane had to win at the Gabba. For, mm. uh, probably more so from a momentum and feels point of view. Like, you know, if you can beat Richmond at the Gabba, if you happen to come across them again at the MCG in the grand final, like, at least you know you can do it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a really big mindset thing, I think, for them, that they haven't been able to do it even at their own fortress kind of thing. So that'll that'll play on their mind, I think, in the next few rounds. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So who who that means they'll be playing um, GWS next week to yeah next Saturday night back at the Gabba yeah right what what are feels about that game it's an it's an interesting one I definitely noticed they had the reason why they play so well at the Gabba I think is more about what we were saying before in the the, the shape of the ground it's quite a yes a wide ground and I noticed that that they were playing to that advantage and the Tigers were getting caught out a little bit in mm. that first quarter but. I don't know. I, I think that they're, they're very competitive. I think we'll see a lot more of Brisbane in finals over the coming years. But I, I do think their their lack of experience in finals cost them. Mm. I think that's yeah. very easy shots at goal. They should have been four or five goals up at, at some stage against the Tigers. And I think maybe... Maybe the Giants, I would, I don't know, I'd say Giants, but I feel, I mean, I'd normally say Brisbane, but I feel like Giants are timing their run. Mm. Yes. And they could just sort of come in with some experience and they've got, they've been very close in finals mm. beforehand and maybe they've got a bit of a redemption. So it's very close. Mm. I feel like I want to say Brisbane, but maybe I'd just play devil's advocate and play and say yeah. Giants. Mm. Well, you're exa- yeah, you're right. Like players like Charlie Cameron, it's the second week in a row that Dylan Grimes has absolutely had his number and kept yeah. him to one goal two. Like mm. Charlie is an absolute force for Brisbane, and if he can't just sort that out, then that's Grimes. a problem. He's so good though. He's great. <laughs> Apparently though, he um he he got done for sta- he might be getting done for staging because he got uh, Hipwood came over and gave him he gave away a free kick Hipwood came over just to try and like stick the boot in a bit and and shoved him and he like hit the deck and the next minute the free kick got reversed literally reversal you should have seen I was like so it's thirty seven thousand people at the game last crowd? night about twenty thousand of them have like lost the plot because it's very early first quarter four fifty 
<laughs> oh, mate, just takes a dive. But Hipwood was an idiot. Like, yeah. we already had the free kick. He didn't need to do what he did. That, that's the kind of inexperienced, exactly. like, emotive stuff that you just like, that. Was, you just didn't need to do that, mate. As much as it was potentially soft, yeah. you've been silly. Yeah. So He did nothing after that as well. He was very quiet last Yeah, time. very quiet. Yeah. I tell you, we're talking forecast, but Luke Hodge was phenomenal in that game. And I think yeah. the other thing, like, he was so good. I think he, you, tell, you can see the experience come mm. through. Yes. He was very good. So he is such a leader. I think yeah. we saw that fourth on, and he clearly has a lot of finals experience. So even though Brisbane are the newbies that don't, you know, they haven't played finals for a long time, and most of the team hasn't played a final, you'd think that he's strong enough to during this week again, like Geelong means to do, rally and get back on the right track. Um, yeah, I reckon it's going to be a good game, GWS Brisbane. Yeah. I think Brisbane are the better team, and so if they can sort of settle their nerve, they'll win, but GWS might have a bit more experience. Yeah, it's going to be a good one, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, so just to summarise, we've got the Cats against the Eagles at the MCG on Friday night, and then on Saturday we've got the Lions against GWS at the Gabba. So it means that Collingwood and Richmond get the weeks off. They can recoup a bit, use the uh, time to get fresh, get any injuries sorted, and they'll be playing the winner of next week's games. Yep. Um, one thing we forgot to mention earlier, team, is the other piece of news not directly related to, or not related to finals. <laughs> That's um, unlike us at all, just to do it unrelated. <laughs> This one is actually football related though. New coach feels. We've got Yes. Got a new coach appointed. Oh, did did you guys see the content? So when Brett Ratton ran into the press conference, he ran in and just did like a sort of jump in the air kind of uh, oh. sort of like Billy Elliot flash dance, <laughs> like all that kind of thing. We'll also put that on our socials because it was great content. Maybe Eddie was inspired by him. He, like, ran in and jumped in the air and fist pump at the same time. So Brett Radden got officially named as St Kilda's head coach for next year, which is the... Is that everyone? Oh, no, we've still got to work out what happens to um, Ross Lyon's old spot. Yes. There's also an external investigation going into Adelaide. Yes, we talked about last week. So they got the board and everyone involved in deciding that maybe they shouldn't do their own review of how they've capitulated so terribly <laughs> and yet they're getting externals in but in during the week Tex Walker Taylor Walker has stood down as captain yes mm. to focus on his footy which is a good idea Tex he not <laughs> the best season no <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> you've still got a killer bow Tex don't worry <laughs> <laughs> and a baby on the way oh good ah, on you lovely congratulations Tex on your Tex has there been much chat about Simon Goodwin? I'm still waiting for that ball to drop. Mm. Oh no! How is this even a thing? I don't understand this. Like Melbourne are so bad, like worse than Adelaide bad, and there is no chat. Yeah, he still has what two left on his contract though. Oh. That's a bigger call to end a contract with two years left. They They'll do it. Maybe they'll do a Collingwood and like name a succession yeah. plan or some shit yeah. like oh. that. <laughs> They went from 8th on the ladder, playing finals last year, to 17th. Yeah. Like, I don't know how this is not a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, 17th and and a really, really bad one. Yeah. Like, not, you know, St Kilda, who have been, like, kind of, of what feels like rebuilding for eternity, but then starting to get some new players in there. They've been ravaged by a lot of injuries. Their whole team's name is Jack, basically, and then... (laughs) 
the Gold Coast Suns, who are also like the babies, like there's there's all these reasons for those teams to kind of you know be the definition of rebuilding. But Melbourne are just terrible. Yeah. Very bad. Yeah, your days are numbered, Simon. Sorry, Simon. <laughs> Fresh cards and very exciting times. You've both clocked some hair that you were a big fan of and wanted to tell me all about in the uh, pre-show run-in. So, Bernsie, who's your fresh cut of the round for finals? Okay, so my nomination is very fitting, given that I'm now a Collingwood supporter. <laughs> um, Braden Maynard from Collingwood. It's, it's not necessarily a new cut. He's been rocking it for a while, but it was looking particularly fresh on Friday night. He has... The dirtiest mohawk. It is delicious. It is, it is so hard. Like, the sides are just so cut in. Yes. This, I mean, I can't have potty listeners. I can't even describe it. We, we're going to have to put up photos. Rads, you would be I'm so proud it. of Braden Maynard. It just, <laughs> I mean, I, there, are, there are no words. It, it sounds delicious, as you say, Bendy, and got him a little nomination into this week's Fresh Cuts. Yes, it did. Tates, who are you going to put forward? My nomination is for Mitch Robinson um, yes. from the Brisbane Lions. So he normally has a fairly sort of tight fade. He's got um, curly red hair and has a yeah pr- pretty um, pretty tight sort of setup there. But last night I felt like he had literally shaved every single hair off his head apart from just like a crop of curly red hair on the top. It, it felt yeah. like it was very, very harsh last night. Yeah, we've gone hard. Yeah. Like, yeah, just keep escalating that tight fade to no fade and just the mop on top. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it felt like just a mop on top. Almost like it could have been stuck on, kind of like would have been those sorts of vibes. But I think he was just getting very excited for his footy. His final yeah. haircut. He's clearly trying to be aerodynamic, you know. That's he wants to go through the, the, the winds of the MCG quickly. Maybe too aerodynamic and that's why he did his, his hammy last night. The guy. Yeah, sending positive vibes to Mitch on the hair but also on the hammy that he pinned mm. last night. He's definitely, um, we'll talk about Brisbane Lions needing their experience. Mm. He is one of them that, geez, seven days, you hope you can get back. But... Um, well, they're two very quality haircuts for the round, and I do love Mitch Robinson, but I think the deliciousness of Bernsey's, <laughs> Bernsey's well-described <laughs> visuals-required uh, mohawk is going to make Braden Maynard, that's his name, yes. Braden yes. Maynard, the winner of the round, and well done, Braden, you feral. (laughs) (laughs) Rad, before we wrap up, one more uh, little update on uh, your mate Brody Grundy, please. Oh, my God, guys, it wasn't just me, or was there no braids in sight on Brody Grundy? No braids. No braids. I didn't say, I saw a functional man, Brun. I didn't see, like, any braids in there. And we love... Brody's functional man bun, but I was real pumped about finals braids too. Um, do we think is it is is Nick Nat Nui the hog a cautionary tale? Has yeah. he seen the game <laughs> on Thursday night and been like, absolutely not? Get I'm not going to get myself in hot water here. I'm going to pop my braids away and just wrap him up in a little bun. Thoughts? Yeah, maybe. Could I mean, be. cornrows. Maybe they're just not the way to go. 
I saw some content throughout the week though with Brody, and he was wearing his braids in a bun. Mm. So it, it was a pretty compact setup mm. that maybe mm. he just sort of wanted to. Maybe it's a superstition thing as well. You know, finals. Yeah. He's got a lot of superstitions and. You know, what's been working for you in the past? You like to keep it up? I reckon he got a headache. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Don't you remember back in the day when yeah. you'd go to, like, Queensland or, like, people would go to Bali and you come back with those really, I mean, well, Brody Grundy braids, <laughs> those real tight braids that the person doing it would literally be pulling your scalp. Yes. I reckon, yeah, I reckon he got a headache. That's a very good call, Burns. It's been far too long for, like, since I've had that to remember, <laughs> but I, I do reckon. Or even if you have your hair up for too long, you know, like... Yes. In a, yeah. It, like, the hair ties, it hurts. you got to let the hair fly loose. All right, guys, that's it for us this week. It was a full finals recap. Yeah. We are very hard on the footy this week, but you've got to when it's finals. Absolutely. Uh, it's the potty with more footy and less chat. <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed, Bernsey. We'll probably be continuing this next week. So if you like listening to us, then you can hit subscribe, rate or review us, tell a friend, you know. Yeah, tell a friend. Like, what a good opener on a first date or even on like one of your apps that you might be on. I haven't heard of this podcast. It's really great. These girls are funny. <laughs> <laughs> Bernsey, can't you use the podcast to get dates? Can't we? What am I here for? I'm confused. It's a podcast to get I actually haven't got any yet, so maybe it's not working. (laughs) (laughs) Tell anyone. Tell a date. Tell your best mate. Tell, uh, I don't have another rhyme. What about your neighbour? People don't talk to their neighbours enough anymore. Tell your neighbour about a potty. Offer them some milk, some sugar, and then be like, do your footy. And a podcast recommendation. (laughs) Become their best neighbour. On that note. All right, guys, we'll see you next week.